Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome to season two of She Leads Podcast Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Malika T. Holloway. Founded in 2014 with locations across the Southern region, the official Malika Group is a privately held certified women-owned business. Led by an educated, experienced, and influential millennial, Malika T. Holloway, who is versed in strategic communications, business branding, and PM people management. The OMG is equipped with team members who are not only talented, but gifted in their perspective areas. With over 20 years of collaborative experience, the OMG is comprised of creative consultants and service providers who are influencers in branding, creating visual concepts, budget management, graphic design, and project and people management, and who specialize in unconventional methods of producing a tangible result from an idea. We can build your brand from concept to completion, create a profitable business and brand model for you and publicize it all to your ideal market. Malika T. Holloway, founder and CEO. I could tell you that I have two degrees, a BA in English and an MS in communication specialist. And I am working on a third DBA in strategy and innovation. I could tell you that my business has clients on four of seven continents. I could tell you that my clients have been featured in Forbes, Black Enterprise, Essence, and more. But I will let you Google me to see that. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Malika T. Holloway. All right. So Malika, I read your bio and I love your passion to empower and equip new and seasoned entrepreneurs with the tools they need to grow, sustain, and succeed. So kudos to you for that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. So Malika, I'd like to thank you for taking time to be a guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you all for having me on. It's always a privilege to be able to speak to like-minded individuals who share my same passion for for empowering and equipping leaders, and especially women, because, you know, the world don't give us any place sometimes. But it's always a pleasure to interact and connect with other women. Awesome. Okay, so now let's talk about leadership. Let's do it. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Malika? Yes, I would have to. I believe being a leader is something, that trait or that characteristic, it is a trait that we are all born with, but I believe that not everyone notices it right away. So it takes another leader to come in and to pull that leadership characteristic out of the next person, especially someone who doesn't see themselves as a leader. You know, they're like, well, I'm not raising my hand because, you know, I'm not a leader. They're not talking to me. But I feel like everyone, like you said, in some shape, form or fashion is a leader. Sometimes it just takes another leader to acknowledge that and to pull it out of them. 
Yes, I totally agree. Okay, so great segue. Can you tell us when you realized you were a leader or who or what helped you to come to this realization? <laughs> that's, that's, I like that question. <laughs> I realized I was a leader probably, honestly, in pre-K. I just knew I had this ability to in pre-K to convince other kids to do what I was doing. A lot of times it wasn't doing the right thing. It would be, you know, everybody's supposed to be taking a nap, but we're going to stay up. And as soon as the teacher turn her back, we're going to throw stuff across the room. Um, <laughs> but as I, as I got older and I grew into myself, I realized, and I actually had someone point this out to me because I couldn't give language to it. They said that people follow me even when they don't know exactly where we're going because they trust me. And a lot of times I'm leading people even when I don't know where I'm going, but I just know we're going to somewhere, we're going to do something great. And so I noticed at an early age, I've always been my own person. I'm the middle child of three girls. So that's a story within itself. But even (laughs) within the middle, I know most middle kids tend to fall back, you know, kind of just blend in and get looked over. But I've noticed, you know, my sisters, we're all on our own path, but I've definitely been the one who most always think I'm the oldest because I just have that natural ability or that natural quality of just being a leader. Okay. Thanks for that. I like that. People follow you, even though sometimes you don't know where you're leading them, but they're still behind you. I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. It's a scary thing sometimes because I have to be, you know, I have to make sure that, you know, I don't operate out of my emotions all the time. I have to make sure that the things that I say or the information I put out is not coming from Malika, if that makes sense. You know, we all have our moments where we just want to be ourselves and be authentic to who we are, how we feel. And we want to let people know, but in understanding my position and with knowing that I always have eyes watching me all the way down to, you know, my two-year-old niece and my seven-year-old daughter, my seven-year-old nephew, some stuff I just can't do because I'm a leader and I influence people. And so I always, that's why I say it's scary because it's like, I always have to question myself sometimes, like, is this the best (laughs) move? Am I going to say the right thing for the people that you know, that I do have the power or the influence basically to make a difference in their lives. Yes. Thanks for that. Yes. I totally understand exactly what you're saying in that. I think when I realized I was a leader, what I saw in the people that I influenced wasn't what I would want to empower people to do or what I would want to exude. So I know exactly what you mean as far as being careful as to what you put out there, because when you are a leader, people are watching. So, you know, you're either showing them what to do or what they shouldn't be doing, but they probably are doing it if they look to you as a leader and are following you. So thanks for that. Okay. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Malika, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? Absolutely. I consider myself, my code of leadership, I'd say is more of a servant leader and a collaborative leader, which means I may be the one that can people consider as the head, but I can't get anything done if I don't have anybody in my corner. So I like to walk with people. We're doing this together, not, okay, this is where we're going. This is what we need to do. So let's do it instead of this is where we're going. This is what you need to do. So you need to go do it. I think it's imperative that as leaders, we don't abuse our influence to basically say, since I'm the leader, you do what I say is more so, yes, I'm the leader. So let me take you where we need to go. We're going to do it together. 
I've been in situations where I didn't, I like to say I had more managers than I had leaders. I say it that way, <laughs> where they could delegate and they can give tasks and they can do the follow up. But when it comes to caring about people and sometimes caring about people more than the process or the projects that need to be done, I've seen a lot of people kind of put people on the back burner. But with me, I believe that you have to keep people, especially the people that you have influence over, you have to keep them at the forefront of your mind. So a code that I know I live by is that I make sure that people are okay before anything else. I mean, that goes with me having to put in the extra work to do the work with the people that I lead instead of me just saying, hey, do it and go get it done. Thanks for that. Yes, I totally agree. And I liked a few things that you said walk with the people and basically that you're doing it together. So that is uh, really awesome. And that's a great leadership quality to have. And it does allow people to buy into your vision and actually want to be a part of what you have going on, as opposed to, like you said, having managers instead of leaders, which I too, you know, went through that of having so many managers and not enough leaders. So I can definitely relate to that. Right. Absolutely. Most of the time you see everybody as a leader until you really learn leadership styles and you learn the, the difference between a manager, boss, and a leader. I mean, it takes you kind of going through a few different people to realize, you know, what you have in front of you. And then it helps you kind of decide, okay, this is who I need to be. I think it's really many ways you could take to get to an end result. And being a leader, you just have to decide which way do you want to take? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do a little bit more work, but you want to make sure it gets done and everybody has their sanity intact? <laughs> um, <laughs> or do you want to do the least amount of work and it gets done? But guess what? You've lost some of your influence over the people that you had influence over because you failed, to, like I said, to walk with them and to be that beacon for them. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) No, it it definitely does. It definitely does. And you do over time, you know, people look at you like, okay. So, so yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Thanks for sharing. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. Mm -hmm. But Malika, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? I believe that without failure, there can't be any successes or the value of success is lessened without failure. And I say that because I know like in my own life at one point in time, I just felt like a failure overall because I went to school on a full academic scholarship and, you know, everybody was just so happy. They were like, we knew you were going to do it. And then when I got to school, I did what most 19, 20 year olds do. You know, I'm grown now. I'm going to do my own thing. But I ended up kind of making the wrong decisions, meeting up with the wrong people, lost the scholarship and what would have been a completely paid for degree. And I would have been done in four years. I ended up losing the scholarship halfway through, had to take out student loans. And then it took me six years. And for a long time. I felt like a failure because I'm like, no, you know, you have this plan, you know, and I get this age, I'm going to be done. And then I'm going to move on to this. And by this age, I'm going to have X, Y, Z. And I looked up and none of that was the case. (laughs) And so I felt like a failure. Like I didn't get it done. And people are like, well, no, you finished a degree. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't finish it in four years. Um, And it took plenty of people telling me, yeah, you didn't finish it in four years, but you finished, you know, you still did something that other people didn't do. And that just really led me to go right into the master's degree and now right into the doctoral program because I was like, I number one, I never want to feel like I was a, I'm a failure again. But at the same time, I think failure is basically, it's, it's all about perspective. Let me say it that way. <laughs> because what was a failure to me, clearly everyone else was like, 
you're still winning. It's still a success. But honestly, if the series event or the events of my life had not played out the way they did, I wouldn't consider myself a success now. Nice. And so I think it, it really has to do more so with perspective than anything. Okay. Yes. And I heard a few things. Without failure, there is no success, which I totally agree with. And failure allows you to appreciate success better. So success means more having, you know, had failure or known failure, right? And then it's all about perspective. So thanks for that. That was great. Okay. So I don't know if you have a different story, but I'll um, ask it because you kind of alluded to my next question in that answer. But uh, Malika, can you share one time you failed as a leader and what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? Yeah, um, I had plenty of times <laughs> that I believe I failed. But one in particular that was that's kind of standing out in my mind was like right before I moved back home to Atlanta, I was the leader over a ministry at church. And I was so focused on... <laughs> making sure the minister grew and making sure that we were actually doing things that I was kind of trying to bypass the work that needed to be done as far as defining what the ministry was, who we were aiming to reach and what we needed to do. And I don't think it was a failure to anybody else, but it was a failure to me because I'm a very like systematic and process driven person to where it's like, nope, we can't do anything until we know what we're doing, how we're doing it, who we're doing it for. Like I'm that type of person. Like some people are where it's okay, this is the vision, go. I'm more of, okay, this is the vision. So now let's build the foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like had I, as as one of the leaders, slowed down in my own wanting, instead of just wanting to just do, 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 instead of going back to the basics, then it would have saved me a lot of frustration <laughs> and mm-hmm. me feeling like, oh, you know, people don't want to help. They don't want to support. And they, I don't think that wasn't the case. It's just that we didn't set the foundation as we should have. And things still went fine. And they still are, even, you know, with me being gone, the ministry is still going. But that was just one time that I remember that was recent that I was like, mm, I didn't have handle that the right way. But like I said, I learned that I can't let excitement (laughs) cause me to operate outside of the process that I know works. Because I believe that when you do that, you kind of open up the door for you to get excited and start something, but you never actually finish it because that excitement will wear off. And then what are you left with? Then you go, all right, well, I need another rush of excitement. So I'm moving on to the next thing. So that taught me not to get so excited that I skip over the process. Okay. I like that. Yes, I heard a lot in there. And that <laughs> you, you were talking to me. Don't get excited. <laughs> look, you're looking for the next excitement because the excitement doesn't last, but that doesn't mean that you're not on the right path or that, you know, this mission isn't awesome. It's just that you have to go through the trenches and do what you have to do right, to get on the other side. So thank you. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So Malika, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? Perspective is everything. And Mm -hmm. I'm one (laughs) that (laughs) believes that we all, the playing field, honestly, I feel like in 2018, it's been leveled. Well, I'm not one to ignore that, you know, there are differences in men and women and leadership styles and the opportunities that we get the same way there are differences in what we get as being of a certain race. I am one that believes that if you put in the work and you are in alignment with your purpose and what you're supposed to be doing, you know, at a given moment, then whatever is for you, it will be for you. 
well, there is a challenge, but I don't feel like it affects us all in the same way. I do understand that as women, as leaders, um, as entrepreneurs, we do have to work a little bit harder to get our foot in the door and to get our seat at the table. But once we're there, I feel like we dominate, you know, (laughs) we take over. And it's because I feel like sometimes that's what we're supposed to do. But at the same time, I feel like as long as you are doing exactly what you're supposed to do and you're in alignment, then the journey to being a leader as a professional, as an entrepreneur, however you want to call it, the journey is not as tough when you're doing what you're supposed to do. You don't necessarily have to fight or go against the grain to get things accomplished because you're actually flowing with what you're supposed to do. And I know people probably would disagree. It's like, well, it doesn't matter how hard you work. There's always going to be opposition. I agree with that 100%. But I feel like if we stop focusing on the fact that, yes, we're women and this is a male-dominated world, if you will, then and we just do what we do and we do what we know as that we're operating in our place of of genius. I think that in time, (laughs) everything just works out the way it's supposed to. Okay. Yes, I like that. And I totally agree with you. What's for you is for you. And I do agree that it's challenging. And I do agree that once us women get in there, we do dominate. So, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, let us in now. Just know we're going to take over. You're going to know we're there. You're not going to be silent about it. (laughs) Yes. And I do like what you said as far as don't focus on the opposition. So it may be harder, but don't focus on it being harder. Focus on the task at hand. Like you said, if you're in alignment with what you're here to do, your mission and your purpose in life, then everything will basically fall together the way it's supposed to. So thanks for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, no problem. So productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Malika, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Absolutely. First thing I would definitely say is start getting up earlier. One thing I knew is that whenever I noticed, excuse me, whenever I started getting up at 5 a.m. and I made that a ritual, I got a lot of stuff done. So it's like by the time everybody else is getting kicked up in their day around 11 o'clock or noon, I was chilling really because I had already started. I got that leg up. And the second thing I'm a big, big, big advocate for is planning. I don't go into any day not knowing what I have to do for the day, not knowing what deliverables are due, what projects I need to work on and what time I need to work on them. I'm like, I write down things and Of course, everything doesn't go as planned. Sometimes you mess up dates. Sometimes, you know, life happens. But I'm a big person on not just going and just letting things be. I'm like, no, you need to plan it because I don't know who said the statement. Well, they say when you you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that is so true. So if you want to be more productive, you actually have to plan out what you need to do with your time. I, I never tell anybody you need time management skills because as people... We cannot manage time. Time cannot be managed. It's a constant. It it is always the same. But what we can manage is what we do with the time that we're given. And so if that means waking up three extra hours early at 5 a.m. and getting started instead of getting up at 8 a.m., that's three extra hours that I've just added on to my day that I can get things done. And then with that extra time, I actually know what I'm going to do instead of just saying whatever happens today, it is what's going to happen. I think that's where we as people, especially leaders, we lose out on a lot of productivity is because sometimes we get tired of being in the position of leading. And sometimes we just want to be. 
you know, I do have days where I'm like, I don't care what's on my schedule. I'm just not doing anything today. But in that, I understand if I don't do anything today, that means tomorrow, everything <laughs> from today is now on my plate. So I can't do that as much as I would want to. Mm-hmm. But I, like I said, I'm a big person that it's all about being productive with the time you're given because you cannot manage time. It's already set. It's there. But you can manage yourself and what you do with the time that you're given. Okay. Thanks for that. I like that. You can't manage time. You can only manage yourself. So plan accordingly. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So Malika, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? Uh, Sure. About three years ago when I decided to co-author my first book, I have three now, three total now. The first one, it was, I made the decision basically to share more about my story in college and, you know, with the whole scholarship and getting married and divorce and abuse and a whole bunch of things that happened when I first went to school. And in doing that, I didn't realize how much it would shift my life and just who I am as a person. I think before that experience, I was always been a friendly person, but I feel like I was just mean. I lacked compassion for people in life situations that I didn't understand. I grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta. So somebody from the projects, you know, in downtown Atlanta, I didn't necessarily understand that there was a difference in the way they lived and their mentality, how they were raised and how I lived and how I was raised. And so going to college, I had a really jaded view of life and people. And I just really felt like if someone was having a hard time in life is because they wanted to. They chose it. Like they chose their path. They chose to have that job or to live over here. And me just going through life, knowing that stuff was happening to me that I didn't necessarily choose. It really just opened up my eyes to be able to see people in a different way, in a different light. Like sometimes life just happens and you don't choose it, but you do have to choose how you deal with it. And just so I think my overall leadership style changed because I I used to be very demanding and you got to do this and this is the way it needs to be done. Like, I don't need your ideas. I'm the leader. This is how I want it. This is what needs to happen. Go. And that really just going through that period about four or five years really just changed me into, okay, what do we think (laughs) needs to be done? What do we foresee would keep us from reaching this goal? Like what's going on in your personal life that you know is going to impact? It just really shifted me into just realizing that, yes, we're all people. We all bleed the same, but we all have completely different lives. We all have a completely different set of circumstances. And so me leading from a place of putting people first and knowing that, Everybody is not the same and not tolerating differences, but accepting them and really finding a way to make those differences work for everybody. It really allows me to see leadership now as really a blessing instead of a curse, because I used to feel like, well, I always have to do. I, you know, it was more of an I leader instead of a we and a us. And so that really just transformed my mind to really saying You know, I don't have to do it, but we can and we need to because we all play a role. I mean, you can't be a leader if you don't have any followers. And that's the thing that people forget. They love to be the leader. But if you don't have anyone following you or if you're not influencing anybody, you're really not a leader Mm -hmm. because there's nobody. When you look back, it's just you. And so just over the last probably about five or six years, I think my way of leading has changed. Number one, because life demanded (laughs) that it changed. But then I just realized being a leader is not a burden anymore. It's something that I actually like. And I pride myself on being a leader. 
Um, and I'm able to see that leadership quality in other people to help them pull it out, whether they want it or not. Because I honestly, I never wanted to be a leader, but I think I was born with that trait. And then there have been, of course, people that have been, you know, blessed my life to where they've been able to pull out more of me and they've demanded more of me. So then turn, of course, I have to demand more of myself and other people that are around. Me. Okay. Yes, that was awesome. Yeah, I heard a lot of things and I actually heard myself while you were saying that because when I started this whole leadership podcast and even my leadership company, it was more me looking to give to other people what I felt the world needed as far as leadership and collaboration. And I didn't realize how much this experience was going to expose how much more I needed and how much more I could grow and learn. So I definitely can understand that. And I agree that it's such a blessing. And then as far as putting people first and to make the differences work for everyone, I like that. So thanks for sharing. Oh, yes, ma'am. It's a beauty in that. Like I used to be, oh, no, this everyone needs to be the same because when everyone's on different pages, you know, it's chaotic. But then I realize it's really not because somebody else can see something that I can't see because they have a completely different perspective. And so those are just things, I mean, it takes time to learn. <laughs> um, and it took time for me. And I think I learn more and more every day about just my leadership style and how to see that in other people as well. Yes, thank you. Okay, so Malika, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? Yes, uh, the best advice I've ever received, it was in like December of 2016 and someone told me, the same person who told me that I have an ability for people to follow me even when they don't know where they're going and even when I don't know where we're going. They also told me as a leader, I had to learn how to stick to things how to stick to one thing and finish it through before I start the next. And that's where I get that excitement theory from is when you get a new idea and you're excited and you work on it and then the excitement wears off and then you just kind of drop the ball. When they told me that it made so much sense because I was definitely one of those hobby leaders, a hobbyist leader, like whatever is making me excited today. That's what I'm going to focus on. And when they told me to stick to it, like whatever that it is, you need to stick to it. They were like, like a stamp on a letter because of the fact if you never see anything through, then you'll never see how capable you are of really just creating magic and creating something that could possibly change the world. So my advice or my tip to all the leaders out there is to just find your thing and stick to it whether it's something you're passionate about or you feel like it's your purpose, whatever it is, just stick to it and do it. Because I, I believe that your passion is something you want to do. Your purpose is what you should do and what you have to do. And when those things inter intersect or when those things collide, you know, life just becomes this beautiful thing. But you have to stick to something <laughs> and see it through so that you can actually get to the point where you can say, I did the work. I'm satisfied. You know, life is beautiful. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes, I agree. Find your thing and stick to it. Yes. Thanks for that. Okay. So you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel great. No complaints. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you again for being my guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and that they would benefit from knowing about? 
Absolutely. You can find me online. My business website is theomg.biz and my personal brand website is malikaholloway.com. If you look at the OMG, you'll find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere. The same as with Malika. Also collect with me on LinkedIn. I will actually be, I really want everyone to follow me because pretty much the whole month of October, I will actually be out of the country in Thailand for about three weeks. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> There'll be a lot going on. Um, a lot of business advice will be shared as well. And I do want to take people on that journey with me. So just because you're not going to be out the country, you can live vicariously through me in October when I'm there. Okay. Thank you. Yes. And have a great trip. And I want to go there. So I will vicariously <laughs> be on the trip with you. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Again, Malika, thank you for joining Sheely's podcast. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed this interview with Malika. I love Malika's passion for servant and collaborative leadership. According to Malika, keeping people at the forefront is essential. A servant leader shares power, puts the needs of others first, and helps people develop and perform as highly as possible. Malika understands the importance of the team, which is the epitome of servant leadership. Successful leaders understand that people should come before processes and projects. As without people, none of it is possible. I admire Malika's tenacity to push forward in her educational pursuit in spite of the obstacles she faced. Malika originally looked at her experience as a failure since she did not meet the expectations she created for herself. Failure is all about perspective as Malika stated. In my eyes, the fact that Malika chose to keep pushing when things got tough and did not go as planned is actually what success is all about. She did it, not when she won it, but she did it. Failure is when you quit, and Malika did not quit. I can relate to Malika's struggle with having more managers than leaders as I myself experienced this in both personal and professional relationships. This is the reason I chose to work in the leadership development space. I decided to be the change I wanted to see and show others how to do the same. Leaders coach while managers demand. Leaders give credit while managers take credit. Leaders say, let's go, while managers say, go. Be a leader. Don't be a manager. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Malika mentioned the importance of getting up early to start your day. My takeaway for this week is to get up early, which honestly is tough for me because I am a night owl. Contrarily, I understand the importance and benefits of early rising, yet this is definitely an area I struggle in. One of the benefits of getting up early is reduced stress levels as it eliminates the need to rush and leads to having a positive and optimistic outlook throughout the day. I will make it my business to go to bed early so I can rise early 
and have better days. I found two quotes I would like to share. The first is, early to bed and early to rise makes a man, and in this instance, I will insert woman, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Benjamin Franklin. The second quote reads, one key to success is to have lunch at the same time most people have breakfast. Robert Blow. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. We want to hear from you. We would love to know your thoughts about leadership empowerment with Malika T. Holloway. What did you learn? What did you agree with? What did you like? Or you can tell us what you did not agree with, what you do not like, or what you think should be changed. Go to Facebook at She Leads Podcast and let us know. Respondents will be entered into a random drawing for a Genius is Common t-shirt. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.